Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we're going to take a look at how and why you can use crystal oracle cards and also talk about some of my favorite crystals for enhancing your card readings. So I want to know if you've ever had one of those days or those weeks where you're feeling totally overwhelmed, maybe you feel kind of scattered or you're lacking your usual confidence, or maybe you're feeling kind of stuck. What do you like to do to kind of help you move beyond it? Well, one of the things that I really love to do when I'm feeling like this is to pull a few cards and get some guidance. So anytime I'm not sure how to move forward or I have a big decision to make, I'll pull a few cards just to give me a little bit more guidance and insight and wisdom from the universe. So oracle cards I love because they're really quick and easy and they help you tap into your intuition and bring forth a message that can really help steer you in the right direction. So what exactly are oracle cards and how do they work? I'm sure most of you are already familiar with what they are, or maybe you're familiar with tarot cards, but oracle cards are a little bit different than that. Um, So whereas tarot cards follow traditional suits and have the minor arcana and major arcana and have really strong archetypal images associated with them, oracle cards don't really require you to have that base knowledge of their meanings before you use them. And that's one of the reasons I really like them. They allow you for a lot of room for your own interpretation, and they allow you to really kind of take their messages in a way that's more free-flowing and has a lot of um, kind of intuitive insight that goes along with them. Not that tarot cards don't have that as well, but sometimes... Uh, For me, I'm definitely not a tarot expert, and so I can feel a little bit intimidated at times, whereas with oracle cards, I feel a little bit more relaxed and at ease, kind of tuning into what I think the messages mean to me. And really, I I think that there's been just a huge rise in the popularity of oracle cards probably over the past decade or so for this reason. A lot of people will kind of pull a card to start their day, do a little spread when they need some guidance, um, maybe pull a card before or after daily meditation or yoga. It's just a really simple tool to give you a little extra insight. So you might be wondering, well, how do I get started? And I really like to start by choosing a spread. So just like when I'm creating a crystal grid and I have a specific intention in mind and I want to choose the base geometry shape for my grid, it's based on my intention. Choosing your oracle card spread is kind of the same. So are you looking for just some general insight? Maybe you would choose to do a one card guidance pull. Are you looking for some information about making a decision. Maybe you want to do two cards, one card representing the first option and another card representing the second option. Or maybe you want to do a three-card spread, which can mean a lot of things like a past, present, future. It can be a relationship reading. There are so many different kinds of layouts that you can do. So I like to start with 
my spread. Um, of course, there are some really traditional ones as well, like the Celtic cross layout. There's a 12-card spread that represents the year ahead or a 12-card zodiac spread. So many different types of things that you can do. So your options are really um, pretty unlimited when it comes to the spread that you choose. But make sure it's aligned with the type of reading that you want to do. Are you looking for general guidance or are you more looking to answer a specific type of question? Make sure that your spread gives you some kind of context to put the cards into. That's the most important thing. So after you've chosen your spread, you'll want to prepare your space. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't skip this step. You might be anxious at this point just to pull some some cards and get right into everything, but really, if you take the time to clear your space, it's going to go a long way. So maybe you want to smudge with some sage or palo santo, use some bells or singing bowls, or even a selenite wand to clear out any unwanted psychic debris or stale energy. Because what happens is if this energy is in your space when you're doing your reading, it can really clutter things up and make it more difficult for the right messages to come through or make it more difficult for you in, for you to interpret what is meant by the cards. So definitely don't skip this step. Now, after you've cleansed your space, it's really nice to kind of set the stage for your reading. Maybe burn some incense, put on some soft music, light a candle, grab a few of your favorite crystals, and just kind of get yourself centered and grounded. So here are some of my favorite crystals to use for this. I love angelite because it really invites your guides and angels to support you during your reading. Black tourmaline helps keep you safe and protected, which is really important while you're doing a reading. You want to make sure that you're keeping your psychic body, your energy body shielded. There's also selenite to keep your space clear and free from psychic debris during your reading, even if you've done a little space clearing. Rainbow fluorite helps promote mental clarity so that you can really stay focused, keep your mind from wandering, and help you interpret things in a way that's really easy for you to understand in your conscious mind. There's also smoky quartz, which can help keep you grounded while you're tapping into this higher vibe intuitive realm, and there are so many others. I'm actually not going to go into all of them here. If you want the remaining few crystals on this list of my top 10, hop over to the blog after you finish the podcast episode because you're going to get some great crystal suggestions over there. Now, once you've chosen a few crystals, you can place them in your sacred space or on your altar. Basically, just keep them near you or maybe hold them in your hands for their energy. Or if you want to take this a step further, you could even create a crystal grid or a circle of stones around you during the reading. You could pick some of your favorites from my top 10 list and just place them in a circle around you in your cards. So once you've kind of set the stage for a reading, you'll need to craft a really clear and concise question to ask. And it's best if this is open-ended, meaning that the answer isn't just a simple yes or no, because you really want to be able to interpret this. Um, our lives are really complex and things are constantly shifting and changing. So a yes or no question really kind of boxes you in and it isn't going to actually give you the most accurate information. So instead, try focusing on the bigger picture and really trying to understand all the different aspects of a situation. So after you've kind of set the stage, you have your question in mind, take a few minutes just to kind of clear your mind. Do a little 
deep breathing, get really focused on what you most need guidance about, and begin to work this into this concise question, right? Once you have that general idea, you need to get really clear and concise about it. And then once you have this question worded, you might want to write it down. You might want to just have it in your head. You're ready to begin your reading. So I feel like asking this question out loud really adds some power and energy to your intention about receiving guidance about this. But if you don't feel comfortable with that, then definitely take a moment to write it down. And this can actually be really helpful later on when you're trying to review your interpretation of the messages that came through. So then pull the cards basically to match the layout or the spread that you've chosen. So if you have a one card layout, of course, you're only going to draw one card after you've shuffled. If you have a three card layout, then you'll choose three cards. So just keep flipping them over. And I like to get kind of initial gut reaction about the card um, for each one as I turn it over. And then I go back and look for the deeper meaning in each one. So I like to kind of sit with the energy of each card and really think about what it means in relation to the question that I asked, but also in relation to the other cards. Because what you're trying to do is paint a fuller picture. So you're, you don't want this to feel choppy and disjointed. These cards have to do with answering your question, but they also are really strongly interrelated and connected. So it's important to kind of look at them as different parts to a whole bigger picture scenario. So if you feel called to do so at this point, you might want to hold on to a few of those crystals that I mentioned earlier to help you really tap in and interpret these messages in a deeper way. And sometimes at the end of your reading, if you feel like you need just a little bit more guidance, you might want to ask the universe for clarification about something. If you didn't quite understand how one of the cards related, draw a secondary card to bring a little bit more clarity to that situation and shed some light on anything that may have been missing from your initial reading. Now, after you've done this, Take some time to jot down some notes, journal about this a little bit, meditate on it. Think about what this really means to you and what it means for you going forward in your life. So I also like to um, kind of look at doing a few readings within a given timeline. So maybe I'll do, you know, for a given situation, if it's a longer term situation, maybe I'll do one reading um, every 10 days for a month. So three readings in a month to give me more information. Um, but what you don't want to do is over pull your cards, overuse your cards. You don't want to turn to them for every little thing. This should really be something that you hold kind of sacred. It should be a little bit more ritualistic. It should be something that you connect to on a deeper level. Um, if you're looking for kind of a quicker go-to to help you then a pendulum may be a better everyday tool, but cards should really be, although they can be used every day for these bigger questions, these bigger picture things that we're looking at, I would say like once a month is a good amount of time to do a bigger, longer, more involved reading. So I often personally use Oracle cards. Um, for example, at the beginning of every year, I like to do a 12 card spread with each one card representing a single month. So I'll pull my first card for January, my second card for February, and it just kind of gives me a theme for the month. That's one of my, my favorite things. And I kind of go into this really in depth and give some personal stories over on the blog if you're interested in reading that. Um, definitely check that out after you finish listening to this episode because 
really cards have helped me in some big, big ways in my life. Just give me some clarity. Um, so am I saying that it's like taking a magic pill that really solves all of your problems? Definitely not. But the cards can help you really understand what your own intuition and inner guidance is trying to tell you so that you can really feel more confident on your way forward. And they can really help shift your perspective and get you thinking about things a little differently. And that is the real power that the cards have. So I hope that this kind of inspires you to make a big difference in how well the guidance and wisdom comes through for you when you're drawing oracle cards for your own path forward, for your own intuitive guidance. And I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, the rest of those great crystals that I recommend for having while you're doing a reading, or to hear some of my personal stories about how Oracle cards have really helped me in my own life, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, of course, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.